let's let's go back. Let's go. Let's, let's start all over. Which way should money flow in in family? Which way should it go? Down. Go down. Yes. When you got your first check, who you had to take care of? Oh, uh, parents. We had to go backwards. Oh, Wale. Oh. He Free. hit it. We he hit it. To, we he had to go backwards. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah. Wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team. He got to eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to light the wheel. wheel straight up. But in the past bag. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. So we got Wale. Ogunleye. Did I say that right? You said it pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You, <laughs> okay. need, the, you need the Nigerian accent with it. Give it to me. Nah, nah. <laughs> Wale. But it, Wale if, if, if my mother was here, it would be something. Give it to us. <laughs> nah, I can't do that. It's Black History Month. Yes, and we're all here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, 11-year vet, NFL vet, all pro. Um, but what I think is interesting more so about you and you know just think about legacy sometimes like there's some people that you know play ball and then they go on and and they're known for something else and you forget about their nfl career their nba career head of ubs global wealth management of athletes and entertainers at ubs i was reading an article before you even took the job there's an article that came out and you and you spoke about the financial industry has failed to speak the athlete's language. Right. What, what does that mean? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. Um, if I'm to look at myself, and I, I, I introduce myself to a lot of people, right? First, I tell them I was born and raised in New York City, had two parents who were Nigerian, went to Indiana University, was an undrafted free agent, Still made it, played 11 years in the NFL, made a decent amount of money, played in Chicago, played in Miami, played in Houston. And then we start the conversation. I think all they hear is 11 years in the NFL. Yeah, they lead with that. So speaking a language for me is understanding exactly what I just told you. From New York City, my parents are Nigerian. They came here to get a free edu- to get education. I went to Indiana and free education trying to achieve the American dream. And all they want to talk about is portfolios, investments. They don't want to talk about maybe the community my parents came from, maybe the community I came from. And that's when I said, we're not speaking the language. They're missing out on exactly the things that are important to me. And that's taking care of my family, maybe taking care of my community. And more importantly, understanding why we do some of the things we do. There is something called survivor's guilt. Mm. Being one of the few that have made it out of the community. And instead of calling my entourage an entourage or my group of (laughs) friends and family uh, a gang or a posse, think of it like they're just happy we made it. So, But you went on to say that it because they don't have our language down, everything you just said, it makes us vulnerable to be to get taken advantage of. Right. So what the financial industry does is this. They expect athletes to learn the language of money. And it's a whole different language. Right. It's like me 
being in Miami and, I, and someone saying you have to know Spanish, which is, is good I know Spanish in Miami, but I don't know Spanish. And instead of the, the financial world coming to wherever we are at our level of understanding and bringing that and speaking that language to us, that's where we get in trouble. Yeah. So we're prideful men, let's be honest. An advisor tells me I'm gonna charge you a certain amount of basis points. I just nod my head. 100%. Right. I didn't know what the hell basis points was. 100%. But I just nodded my head, I was making millions of dollars. Captain of the football team, we went to the Super Bowl, I'm all pro. I just nodded my head like, yep, you could, but I didn't know what he was charging me. Yeah. So that's where I say the financial institution has failed to speak the language of the athletes. Really what it means is the financial institution has failed to really understand who we really are mm. you know, and the things that we care about. Let, let, let's, let's, let's reverse for a second. Mm -hmm. You say the financial institution. You have to go from A to B before you even get in their ballpark, right? I think that, let's talk about NCAA for a second. The colleges, they, they bring you in. You know, not, not a lot of us are fortunate to come from backgrounds where we have, where we're financially literate. And they just throw us out to the wolves. I've always been a proponent of the NCAA, the, the colleges, making mandatory for their student-athletes finance 101. Ooh. That's the basics of the basics, right? You're talking about speaking a language. I've been in plenty of meetings, especially when I was a younger player, uh, meeting with financial advisors, agents. Well, I would just go in there and say, yeah, I just nod my head. I didn't know what the f I was talking about. I didn't know the lingo, and that's where it starts. You know, understanding the lingo, being able to, to really engage in the conversation. But Fred, is that on, is that on UF or UCF or Indiana? I, I, I think- or is, that on, is, that on, is that on the parents? It's not necessarily on the parents, but because when you look at, we're talking about Black History Month, right? My parents, they, they were never educated on finance because they never made money. If you don't make money, why, why do you need to know, know about money on that scale? Why do you need to know right? about money if you don't have money? You know, they, they, they want to understand, I got, no, I have, I'm getting paid $50 this week. I can, I can get bread. I can get bologna. I can get hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? They ain't thinking about investments, life insurance, uh, asset protecting. Retirement. How can I get to the next? How you, what's your perspective on but that? See, that's, that's where I think us as our communities where we need to help our, our, our communities out. Just because you know accounting doesn't mean you know life skills of money. Mm. And what you just talked about, that's life skills of budgeting and managing day to day, which most people will- And we, don't, we, we fall short in that. Right, we thinking it has to be about stocks and bonds and first let's get the fundamentals down. Saving, cash flow, your credit scores, let's get that straight, right? And that's what we should be doing um, for not only our families, but the, the communities we come from. And I think what we missed the boat on is that, yes, the, the jargon of, of finances scares people of investing, cool. But where we're missing out, where my mom and dad missed out and, and, and my aunts and uncles missed out is they missed the basic life skills of learning what money really is and what it does. Everybody has that from day to day. Everybody has to deal with the life skills. What is money and what does it do? Money can be power. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and I think us as young black men are realizing that we are coming from a place of disadvantage because the people that we're around do not match the amount of money we have. And that's why it's easier for certain demographics of our society that when they get money, there's people out there they can talk to, there's resources that they can have to help them grow that money. We don't have that mechanism. We don't keep the, our money within our communities because we don't have anybody in our communities that has money. So what happens is the money we get goes out to other people's communities. And that's why we that. have to realize that money is power, but first knowledge is power. And the reason... <laughs> oh, hold on, say that again. Say that again. Listen, that's why... <laughs> hold on, say that again. Because, no, that's, that's big. Money is power, but knowledge is power. And knowing what money is. So, and that's how we got to get to... When I realized that I didn't understand what basis points was, I went back to school. I went to get my, my MBA. Just so I could understand what the hell these advisors were telling me. So I could ask the right questions. Yes. You ask somebody the right question, you scare people away. You scare people that really don't have your intentions, good intentions for you, you scare them away. I love it. So I went to school, I realized like, let me understand what a basis point was. Ah, oh, okay. Fundamentals. Yeah. Let me understand what budgeting is and what compound interest is. Great. Let me understand what carried interest is. Stuff like that when people are like, well, we're going to charge this. Let me understand. So let me tell you, let me tell you um, a, a, something that happened to me. Someone told me one time, hey, I want you to do this investment. And I said, how do you get paid? He said, I'm going to invest too. I don't get paid. But there's a management company that gets paid up front. If I would have known to ask the right question, I would have said, who owns the management company? The kickback man. No, he did. Yeah. He did. Oh, my God. But he put it in the LLC. <laughs> he put it in a different name. So he personally was saying, I personally don't get paid. This company gets paid. And that's when I say people start not knowing what money really is and the language of money. I would have known to ask, who owns that management company? Who's getting that 7% up front and a 20% carried interest at the end? Who does that? I would have known it was him. And, and that's why we've got to start teaching ourselves what money is and we stay away from some of the pitfalls that we've had. And we're going to make mistakes. After, like, listen, we're first generational wealthy men. Yes. We're going to continue to make those mistakes. But what we need to do is make sure that we're having more wins now than losses. If you're still losing now at, at our age, you've got the wrong people around you. And, and, and no, Wale, Wale didn't watch that for me. Like, Wale, he's my man. What you mean? Before that, Wale, we've, we've talked years ago. Wale knows, he, he really, he understands the financial side, and that's why I love that he got in Obviously, the if he's, uh, I don't even know, I can't even remember the damn, uh, the title. What's the title? Don't, don't run uh, it back. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, global, 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 bro. It doesn't think, matter. Think about knowing Wale. What eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, Wale. Then so all y'all done. I look into the camera. All y'all that heard about me with the nest egg. They give me hell about the nest egg, Wale. That nest egg is all you are. Cheap. That nest egg. You can call it cheap. He's frugal. Go to hell. He's frugal. That nest egg is all it is, bro. Mm -hmm. Frugal. I like mm -hmm. that too. Mm -hmm. But, bro, if if. And I've asked you this before, and I want you to explain it because I know how you're gonna you're, you're gonna lay it out. Somebody gets a million dollars. Somebody has a million dollar cash. 
What should they do with that? What should a young black man do with a million dollars cash? First, black man, black woman. Black man, black woman, uh, anybody. First, so get a good advisor. That's number yeah. one. But two, I wouldn't do a thing until you understood what you're getting into. So save that money. Ooh, put it away. Too many, yeah, too many times. Somebody might, somebody might say from, the, from, your, from your hometown, say, you're a football player, Brandon. You should open up uh, House of Athlete, mm-hmm. right? But unless you really understand how to run a business, you shouldn't be opening up no gyms, right? Um, you can know how to work out. You can know how to train. You, you, I mean, you, you're in good shape. But unless you understand how to really run a business, I don't care if you're a, a chef. If I, you're, I did uh, that. I did that. This is my eighth year in this industry. And for seven years, I got my butt kicked because I didn't know how to run a business. And when I finally, it's like year nine now, but when I finally retired and I dove into the education, I got an executive coach. And for the first year of, in that transition from active athlete to retired athlete, I was just learning. So I was taking e-courses. I was reading books. And I had an executive coach along the way taught me, taught me what a CRM was, taught me how to run meetings, meeting cycles, KPIs, metrics, stuff I'd never heard of before. I, I paid. You know, I was like, all right, my trainer's going to do that. I probably invested from 2011 to 2017 maybe 2.5 million, no return. Now we're seeing it happen because I understand the language. And I, when you're talking about language, you talked about language communication. Something as simple as investopedia.com. You know, I've been in plenty of meetings where, you know, people would have these conversations, these business conversations. I didn't have the business acumen. You know, I didn't understand simple terminology and I got fed up. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm tired of being in here pretending, acting like I knew, you know, what they were talking about. You know, and something as simple as learning the, the, the language will take you a bit further. Right. So I went to investopedia.com. I even had the app. And I would go back, you rolled up on me when we talked about the podcast. You say, Freddie, man, how, how do you know the, the whole business, this and that? Look, yeah, I, was blown, I was blown away. I, I, this, this I, I, I study terminology. I want to know, you know, what these terms meant right. so I can actually engage in a conversation. Right. You're not going to go over my head with it. So I started with learning the terminology first. Then I started with doing research you know, after the terminology, start doing research and whatever was presented to me. Now I can really engage in the conversation. And instead of just nodding my head, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. I can actually start saying, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. Give me a moment. Then you put people in place. You know, you have your, your attorneys that are going to review the contracts. You know, you have your advisor to, to see what's going on. Uh, but Channing, you asked the question about. Well, before you go there, let me ask you a question. Do you think it was because of some of the like early on in your career, not knowing those things, not boy, educated? Do you that, think? Do you think that's what forced you to go to twofold? I'm, I'm gonna get to that. Let me let me answer Channing really quick. Channing you asked. Get sensitive on me. No, no, no. We got we got Fred, we got a little thing Fred, going on. I'm right listening, Fred. Yeah, go nah. ahead. Yeah, look Fred. Me in my eyes, Fred. Look me in my I'm gonna talk to light skin because <laughs> yeah. we, we, we sensitive. I'm not as sensitive as you, 
Because my light skin meter not. Chef, this is the perfect time for Chef coming in. Come on, Chef. Because <laughs> because you know Fred, go freaky Fred. The I hope my CTE Fred. don't Quick. kick in. I want to remember. Hi, 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 hi. What's up, Million Chef? dollars. Hey, today I didn't cook. In light of Black History Month, we're going to feature some other chefs. So so who, so who we got here? Sean Williams. Sean, you could tell talk. Well, my name is Sean Williams the owner of Strictly Wings and Magic Soul Food. I've known Nancy about 30 years when she first went to school. And uh, we've been supporting each other for years. And, and you know, I appreciate you support me as well in the last couple of years. And um, this is what we do. Yeah. Today we made as glazed salmon, macaroni and cheese, little seasoned rice, cabbage, and a piece of cornbread. And uh, for you, we just did the lemon baked chicken, okay? I love lemon baked chicken. That mac and cheese. Let me ask you, so entrepreneurship, you know, was it tough like taking that step or crossing that 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 hurdle, you know, to really go out there and and invest in yourself? What was your experience like? Well, listening to people, that's one thing I learned not to never listen to nobody because (laughs) when you believe in some you believe in yourself, you gotta go full throttle because there's always people, they're scared of certain things to take that jump. So they're going to try to put that in your mind. So you just got to go with your heart and you got to go with what you believe in. You know, I felt I had what it takes. And um, I started out probably about 25 years ago and I've owned probably about 15 restaurants. I own eight now. And, you know, still even through the pandemic, thank God, we still push. Chef, I, I got I got a quick question. Yeah. You got any people from the South? Yeah, my mother's from South Carolina, Bennisville. The mac and cheese. That's yeah. our recipe. Yeah, that's our recipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I always this, this rice. Yeah, seasoned rice. A little bit of put a little who, bit of who's, that. Whose recipe is that? That's my. You know, I, I took. <laughs> I learned everything it? from my mother, and I put nah, a little. For real. You, know, you taste this rice. I'm about to taste now. I had I had chef before. This rice crazy. Appreciate that. This is where I ate back home in New York. You gonna make first- me fat? You gonna make somebody fat? This rice <laughs> carb up. We switch it up though. You know, like we got all type of sauteed vegetables. No, it's Black History Month, you know. This rice good as hell. <laughs> Go enjoy. Right, appreciate that. That cornbread, everything fires. All right, before you go, Chef, well, first, Chef Nancy, I just really appreciate you, you know, bringing on other black entrepreneurs during this month and highlighting what other chefs are doing. Absolutely. So um, thank you so much. Before you go, any advice to the long, young entrepreneur? You just got to believe in yourself. You can't listen to nobody. I got a quick story to tell. I, my first restaurant, I was inexperienced. So I'm, I had about $70,000. I thought I can get it done. So, you know, I took everything I had, put it into the restaurant, not knowing the prices of things. I was inexperienced, but I still stepped out on faith. So one day I was standing in front of the place. It was about a year before I even opened the one on Malcolm X, the first one. So when I got in the cab, um, the cab driver said, um, hey, how you doing, man? He said, when they going to open that place? I said, I don't know, you know, I, don't, I really don't know. He said, yeah, because some ladies got in my cab and they were saying, yeah, that's probably another black guy ran out of money and can't get it done. Oh, wow. But you know what, though? I took that as motivation. I just went harder. You know, I'm a contractor, too. I build, I build homes and I build houses. So I just kept pushing and pushing and I got it open. And that was one of my most successful restaurants ever. You got to respect that. Yeah. I love it. I like it. that. I, I thrive off stuff like that. When people say you can't do it. I'm quite sure you guys are athletes, you know, um, I, you hear it all day long. You have a bad game. Oh, man, this guy's nothing. You have a good game, they love you. That's how life is. You just got to accept the good with the bad.
Love yeah, it. Well, appreciate you, Chef. Thanks, I Chef. Pre- I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And you guys, it's great to have, you know, just to be in a room with great people, because I'm quite sure you could do a lot of other things with your time. Just giving us the opportunity to let people know who we are. I appreciate that. That's love. Now, hold on. Before you go, hold on, Fred. If you need to raise any money, you got the uh, global. Okay. global. <laughs> you got the global. UBS. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Well, we need to talk. I know. We can. Right? We all do it. I appreciate that. All right. Take care, guys. All right. All right. Just really quick. Let me do my job. I know. I love it. Belichick. Uh, you said if if what would you do if you had a million dollars if you had a million all right first and foremost cash after taxes cash a lot of dudes got money bro a lot of dudes got money what's it like six six bro we all we all done seen money like you get money you get this this the sack i i i know let's let's go back before fred i got five hundred eighty eight thousand dollars dolphins gave me that signing bonus and i remember going to the bank and I remember the girl looking at my check, and she was smiling. Oh, she man. smiled bigger than she smiled yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, Because she wanted. Yeah, I used to do the same but, thing, keeping in checks. I wanted to see the teller's face. I was like, yep, Wale, that's real. Wale, I know you that's married. Real. I'm married, too, but she was bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit her. You don't got to put that up. But I'm going to say. But no, let's, let's but no, no, no. Let me move the conversation. Them dude, no, no, Fred. I'm going to tell you, Wale, when them dude, because it's going to be. Hold no, hold it, Fred, because when, when them dudes get that sack, when them dudes get that first sack, really, what would you tell that guy, the guy that got half a million, a million dollar cash right now? What would you tell him to do? The same thing he the just said. The same thing he just told you. <laughs> hey, hey Wale, you ain't so, take no number so, one. Yeah, yeah, number yeah, one. Listen, get a good listen, advisor. Yeah, we, number we, one. That's all you going to say? Number one, I said. Number we, one. We got this thing. We got this thing. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how versed you are with I Am Athlete podcast. When he wear the white jeans, 100% he going to cut up. He got on cream. I got it's on, close enough. I got, I, got a ma- I got to match my Gucci shoes. No, no, but really quick, just to push you forward, what I, what, I, what I would suggest on top of what Wale said was, what we felt understand is, if you're going to get a million dollars, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be in the high tax bracket, 39.6%. Special Biden in office. Pay your taxes first. After you pay your taxes, pay your bills. Because not everybody understand but expenses. The, but that's the problem. No, 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 no. But this is what I'm telling them. To pay your bills. You have expenses. And then after you pay your bills, pay yourself. And what I mean by pay yourself, take 20%. If you're 25, like these young guys, young people making money, you know, we had the, uh, the show with Jake DK Paul, you know, all, even all the, the athletes, yep, the athletes. Justin Jefferson, Lexi. Pay yourself. Your 25, 22, 23-year-old self, you don't know what you're going to be doing at 40. So do yourself a pay, favor and pay your 40-year-old self. Mm-hmm. Your, your 40-year-old self will thank your 25-year-old self by putting away 20%. Same, the same thing. I'm, what I'm saying is save. But I like to say pay yourself. I didn't do that when I was younger, but I do that now. You know, I pay my 50-year-old self and my 55-year-old self. I always put something away. I take 20%. So when you do that, now you have to learn to live within. If you're paying Uncle Sam, that's 50%. All right? Let's say you have to pay another 20%, you know, in your expenses. So that's 70% of a million dollars gone. So now you got $300,000 that 
to figure out what you're going to do with it. How you're going to live off that. You take 20%, right? So that's 60,000. My, my numbers is good right now. Mm-hmm. It ain't 55, 50. We 60,000. Right? So now you got 240,000 to live. Not a lot of people think that way. But I guarantee you, if these athletes and just regular people, entrepreneurs, thought that way, they can go so much further. And that's what Fred just, and do a, a Fred whole just lot said. Much more. What I said earlier about yeah. the three L's. Liquidity, longevity, mm-hmm. legacy. Mm. Three L's. If you can look it up when you go home, see what that's about. But sh- right now, short term, long term. And if you can do that with every dollar that comes in, just every dollar, it doesn't got to be a million dollars. Let's bring it down to a dollar. Chop that dollar up into those three L's. What's the toughest L to convince people? Longevity. About? Oh, definitely. No, legacy. Legacy. The I mean, legacy. legacy. To leave, right? What are you gonna? What's, what? What are you gonna leave behind, or what do you want people to remember you as? Right? It's not always just money, but that legacy bucket is hard for people to. Why is that? Why is that important? Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Yes. This is why. This is why. When you talk about other races, this is Black History Month. We talk about other races. Black people, we've we've never really had an opportunity to have anything, to build anything. We have a few, very small few, that have been fortunate. Right. You know, you have your athletes, your entertainers, your celebrities, all this other stuff, right? But when I when I see other cultures, they they're looking twenty and thirty years down the road. We don't necessarily have that nobody's mindset. ever done that. We can't. We're not. Let's, a, let's dig. Let's dig deeper than that. We haven't been allowed. Let's to dig deeper that. than that. What, what's the reason? Why? Let's dig deeper than that. The reason why. When you got your first check, hmm. let's let's go back. Let's go. Let's, let's start all over. Which way should money flow in in family? Which way should it go? Down. Should, should go down. Yes. When you got your first check, who you had to take care of? Oh, uh, parents. We had to go backwards. Oh, Wale. Oh, he hit it. We he hit it. We had to go something. backwards. Hit that again. We had to take. Hit that again. Take I'm care with you, people. B. Hit that yeah, again. What did he say? Yeah, take care of Cole. You preaching? No, 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 no. Go back. Go back. Go back. He preaching. This so, is why that boy glow. So Fred is right. Fred is right. <laughs> no, bro, you gotta say that again, bro. No, I because like sometimes so money, that goes, no, no, money, no, 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 because he doesn't want to say it. Money when and family. Other, when huh? other cultures get money, it all goes down. Down. When black folks get money. You have to go up. In most, in, in a in, lot, in a in majority lot of, situ- of situations. Yes. Take care of parents and we, grandparents we, like, and all you'd that. You'd be crazy not to Oh, what? my goodness. So it goes this way. And that's where our last L, we start to miss that last L. When one of oh. our guys get drafted, you know, and that's not everyone, but what we see on ESPN and FS1, oh, yeah, uh, such and such just bought his mama home. Yeah. Dad a home. Woo. You preaching. And it feels good. Wow, so money supposed to go down. It goes this way. But f- for a lot of us, it goes, it goes back that way. And it's a struggle, right? We're like, let's get them out of that. And so oh. I've seen players where they, they just gave their dad an F-150, and they were like, thank you, son, I'm good. Because they got their own house. They got, And we're thinking about, we got to take care of grandma, mom. Hopefully, if my parents are, are, are not divorced, then I got to take care of two different families, right? Yeah. So sisters, brothers, aunties, the, the first uncle that bought you your first cleats, you got to take care of him. Um, so that last L of legacy, we not thinking about that. Our legacy is 
our, right? our, our people, our family, grandma, grandma, mom and dad. So that's where we've got to get to a place where the conversation needs to be had. Like, listen, thank you for bringing me into this world. Thank you for giving me that dollar when I needed, you know, those cookies at the grocery store in New York. But we got to be okay with, with Thanksgiving together. Correct. We got to be okay with birthday parties together. We can't be buying houses for every single body and buying cars for everybody. So with that, with that being said, uh, we recently did a Zoom with, with your company. And, and you spoke about ecosystem. How, w- how would you uh, advise uh, young, you know, athlete, entertainer, and even to go further, you know, just uh, people in general? Now, I don't, I don't want to leave this to just black people, but just people in general and building an ecosystem. What would you recommend? That's tough, you know, because to each person, they have different people in there that means so much in their lives. But ultimately, and I, and I love this, this, this podcast because to me, it's like my, it's like this generation is like Cosby show, right? See black men get together, have conversations. We need that. Like we need good real life examples. And what I had was Bill Cosby, Claire Huxable. That was like my thing. Like I was going to be a lawyer, a doctor. And seeing you men on here talk week after week on topics as strong black men, um, strong married men, showing us really how to do it, that's the ecosystem that we need to keep having around us. And that is, I think, in importance of having good advice. And a lot of those advice might not be our communities, but our ecosystem needs to be men like you, our, you know, our wives, um, and positive influences on each other. And that's what I would say at first. So it's hard when you're a rookie to, to think that way. Um, what I like about this, those young rookies, those young players are seeing what you guys are doing every week. And trust me, it's seeping into their, their minds of, this is how I need to get to. So I, I applaud you guys for doing what you what's guys your are next doing. Step? It's amazing. What's your next move? My next move is, you know, just to keep going with my heart, right? And I think that means giving back um, and constantly pushing the envelope. I'm in an ind- industry where they don't look like me. I'm in an industry where, let's be honest, it's middle-aged, you know, white men, and they, they run it. I like being in these rooms because I push the conversation, I make the conversation uncomfortable, and they respect me for that. And until we have more of us having these conversations in these private places where decisions are made, we're going to be doing the same things we're going to, we're going to be doing. And we're not going to have the conversations we need to have. Real quick, could you bring to us something that you get from those conversations? Could you bring something to us as young black men? Wow. I mean, that's, that's You know, I think, it, I, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me push it. I, I know exactly, uh, you know, women, black women, Black entrepreneur, uh, diversity, inclusion. This is our time. If you got something, this is your time. You get money. We're going to get money. Think about it. When you have money, understanding what money is, the power of money. Remember, I had an opportunity to um, have a conversation with Wale and his team. 
And there's two things I really want to talk to you about, but let's go there first. It was, okay. and, and it was a very transparent conversation. And, and, and I was like, Wale, I spent 13 years in the National Football League, did well with my money. Money's doing good. And um, we didn't really make any terrible mistakes. But I'm just now learning the power of money, understanding how do I take what I got now and then take it to a whole nother level. You remember what I'm talking about? So it's, it's one thing, like, talk about stocks and bonds, but go there, like, the power of money, how people have, you You know, you build up your portfolio, you got a million dollars, you got $10 million, now how do you leverage that money? So you want to talk about that conversation? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, here's what I, I got from where we were at with you, Brandon, and, and I give you much respect. We had the conversation with you and your people. And I realized at the time that you have been doing your homework. Like, you knew exactly what we were talking about. I didn't have to sit there and explain to you, you know, some of the, the verbiage that we, we were going through. And I realized that your experiences have put you in a place where you can sit at the table with these men, tell them what you really want. Because a lot of times they would bring some stuff to, up stuff to you. And you were saying, no, I, I, re- I've already have, I already have that. And I looked and said, all right, he's on the right trajectory. Also, after we got done with that, I, I looked at, you know, I'm glad you even offered to, you know, with my hip surgery. You was like, hey, come over here and let me see what I, show you what I got going on. And I saw how House of Athlete was being built out. And I looked around and I just talked to my guys. I said, this is going to be big. Like, this is going to be big. And it's not because of what I saw in that room, but what I saw in you in the sense that you're doing the work and you're there um, and you're involved and you know exactly where the I's are being dotted and the T's are being crossed. And that is what we have to do as entrepreneurs, right? I am athlete is a great title, but you guys are so much more than that, right? And that we had that conversation about I played football, but I am not, a, not football a football player. player. Yeah, that's what I did for a part of my time, and I see that in you, even you too, Fred. Like the funny thing is the way that you, the way that you know about stocks and puts and options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be over here preaching. He made me go back in and do some homework. I'm like, oh, I didn't know him, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's why I, I love having those conversations and I love understanding that you, you guys understand that we're bigger than, than just football players, right? Um, amazing businessman, amazing businessman, amazing businessman, amazing father, uh, your talent, your personality, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're crazy, but, um, <laughs> but it works, right? And, and, yeah. and people gravitate towards that. And, and I'm happy to, to say that in this position that I'm in, I've never asked any of you guys to bring your money to UBS. That's right. not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is if you guys need something, a question, and that's resource. so real. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's so real because when I was on the call, when I was on the call with him, and we having some big conversations, and uh, you know, I'd be listening, I'd be taking notes, and you start telling me the story about how you got to where you're at, and you said, when I got in this position, it was really important to me that I built my team a certain way, 
and you didn't take on everybody. When they launched this division at UBS, right, and you start leading it, athletes and entertainers, everybody, like this is the number one or number two? Number one private wealth manager in the world. Number one. Yep. So we're talking about the, the creme de la creme of financial advisors, Big right? Boys. They all come in like, I want to be a part of this because they saw athletes and entertainers, but you was really intentional on building out your team. And they gave you the power to do that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, too many people and too many people in finance watch TMZ and watch ESPN. And they think, oh, those, that's who they are. And we're so much more than the headlines. That stuff just to get people's attention. So I was intentional about my the interview process. So I went in and said, all right, we've got over, I don't know, six, 7,000 advisors. Who wants to be in, in the athlete entertainers segment? 7,000 advisors raised their hand. It's like, all right, we got to do this a little different. <laughs> like, we got to do this a little different. Um, and, and I said, let's dive in and tell me why you want to be in the athlete entertainer segment. Well, because I feel like, you know, they just don't know and they need me. <clears throat> they need you, but to explain why do they need you? You know, they come from these places where I said, all right, you're starting to get stereotypical on me. Let me hear a little more. And, you know, they got those entourages. Okay. You might be a great advisor. Sorry, but you're not really great for this community that I come from. Like, you're not really, you're not ready to do No, you're not ready. But, but, but you're a great advisor. You've got a ton of money. Don't get me wrong. You're just not ready for me to say, I'm going to hold hands with you and we're going to walk into somebody's house and say, hey, we want you to, to, to represent this, this kid. Um, and no knock on, that, on those advisors. It's just that they haven't had to have that discussion. Can they you have, meet me where you're at, where I'm at? Exactly. It comes back to a full 360. The conversation started with what you're saying, the, 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 the disconnect, yeah. you know, speaking the language. So it, it always comes back to it. Uh, even on that conversation that we had on the Zoom, you spoke about the, the, the importance of having your financial, your, your ecosystem, your team, and your community with whatever philanthropic you know, endeavors that you, know, you uh, went forward with, right. right? I think that's important for these young athletes to make sure that their agents, their marketing people, their attorneys, whomever they have yeah. in place to understand their vision and what they're trying to accomplish. You know, I, I, I can cut a check to you or you or you, but if you're not coming to support what I got going on, you know, in my community, how could I really see eye to eye with you? Absolutely. So I think these players have to hold the people that they pay accountable. Absolutely. Make sure they show up. I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like it 100%. So I think that when these young guys understand that they're the boss, the agents work for them. We have to, we have to, the agents work for you. Don't forget that. The agents work for you. Financial advisors work for you. The financial advisors yeah. work for you. That's your money. Um, figure out how to have a, a great relationship, right? But also let them know what your objectives are. And I think if we can be adamant about those things, uh, that's, that's, you know, there's, it's a start. No, you hit the key. You just said the but word. Communication is, you hit the, the word. It's not 
you said a relation relationship. Too many times advisors are transactional. And it's not a relationship. Exactly. If someone's always making it a transaction, where's the love at, man? If I'm in if I'm on Staten Island in New York handing out turkeys, you should be right there next to me. Mm. Let me let you me should ask be right you there with me. What, what what's the off money? <laughs> Well, look, I ain't, we ain't never talk about this, but I, I'm, I'm, I want to see something wiggle at the club. I want to see Here something. Here we go. But Fred, now you this, know this it's young men. Let, Wale, hold on. Let Wait, me tell Wale, him. Y'all, y'all was on the Dolphins together? It's young men. No, I just men. missed him. Yeah, he just, just missed him. But Wale, it's young men no, making just money, Wale. Can, what, what, here's, here's, here's what percentage is the is is the throw at the diamonds money? You should. We, we're, 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 we're not yeah. talking about yeah. that. Go ahead. Go hold on. Let's hear Let's hear Let's hear You got a good answer. I'm going to throw some money. Here's the, here's here's Bro, what here's, going back. like we said, until we until we understand, we're gonna make our own mistakes, right? I I I walked into a Bentley dealership and just bought the whole thing out one time. Like I've, I've done that. Cause you had bread. Cause yes. I, I felt like I, cause the guy I felt like he was insulting me. Yeah. He was, I, I think he didn't think that I could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is. I should have went to another salesman and let him get the commission. <laughs> now, that looked, right? now that's the knowledge, right? Yeah. I still went and bought it through him. So he got me in a place where I just said, I'm paying over a $200,000 car right now. And that car at the time cost more than the house I was living in. So that's how crazy I had it. I was, I was, I was and screwed that, up. And that's what a lot of young guys go yeah, through. Yeah, so in, in UBS terms, in you know, nicer terms... What can I throw? Yeah, that's 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 what happens. But we shouldn't be doing that though. Yeah. Right. We get it though. You got to be young. You got to have a good time. But now our our good time is family, traveling. Right. That's right. You know. I, I, right. I think for a lot of these guys, the blessing in disguise has been the pandemic. Oh man, absolutely. Because oh. I found myself like you when you went in and bought the Bentley. I, I looked over. One time I saw Jim Jones at a table. He ordered five bottles of. Uh, you talking about back in the day? Back in the day, mm-hmm. he ordered five bottles of Crystal. On so what the beach. you had to do? So what you had to I do? I ordered ten or fifteen. Because yep. <laughs> you had to show out. It wasn't even. Jim yep. wasn't paying me no money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I'm like, man, this is my table. We finna turn it up. Yeah. And next thing you know, the the, the uh, bottle lady she brought a check for twelve grand. I owe her tw- I owe her twenty percent. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? God. So now I'm cutting the uh, uh, on my Amex fifteen thousand dollars at the at the very end of the night. And you never did that. When did you get, when did you get when did you get okay with just walking in and standing by the bar? I'm when good. was that okay? I, I, when did that happen? I don't know. But <laughs> not the, yet. That means not yet. No, 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 no. You still at the table? That means Fred's nah, still the, buying the tables. No, nah, I'm I'm good with it. I'm I, I'm chill. I want to put my money. See, that, that, that's the thing, though. I can go and buy a Ferrari. I can go and buy a Rafe, a Maybach, a, 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 a Cullen. I can do all this stuff that the rappers do. I can do all of that. I don't want to do that. I want to buy a, a duplex, a triplex, a multifamily. I want, I want to put tenants in there. I want to get a check from that. Then I want to smile. You know what I'm saying? That's I that legacy. set up. We talked about that's legacy. That legacy. This is what I want to do. I don't even get excited. I might smile and joke around about it, but at the end of the day, I don't want to buy a Ferrari. You spend your money. You know where you spend your money. 300K. I can, I can go and get me a, a duplex with 
you know, two bed, two bath from both sides and get 1,800, two grand a month from both sides. I'm bringing in $4,000. I think this is what the young guys need to to understand, especially in this environment with the pandemic. You have a lot of uh, 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 forbearances that are in place. And once those go away, foreclosures are coming. So now is the prime time, 2022, into 2021, 2022, is the opportunity for you to take your cash and go and get a lot of these places that are going to come on foreclosures for, for the low-ski-woski. Make a lot of money. Question. Y'all been rocking for a minute, right? How long y'all been rocking again? Me and Freddie Teeth? I mean, for a minute. I mean, I kick his ass on the Stairmaster. Stairmaster on the bike. On a How long? Head record ten workout. years. Probably about ten now. Ten years. Where the name Freaky Fred came from? He don't know nothing Is about that. Because he says forbearances. Does that have his name? <laughs> yeah. with it? The 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 legend says that. Um... <laughs> We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta like the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like.